Welcome to Nourished Minds. I'm your host, Ellis, and I'm super excited to be sharing unfiltered and in-depth conversations around mindset, business, and lifestyle. I will also be interviewing some incredible individuals to come on and share their innate wisdom around all things mindset too. Our minds are such powerful tools and they deserve to be nourished. They deserve to be nurtured and grown and developed along the way. And this is the space where we can have these conversations to support your evolution. So tune in each week where I'll share a new episode. And if you want to connect further, connect with me at Ellis Rose Coaching on Instagram. But for now, let's go straight into the episode. Well, welcome back. I am really excited for this episode because I have a lovely friend of mine on today to chat to us all about health. And for anyone that's been tuning into the podcast for a while knows that these conversations go exactly where they need to. But I have the incredible Ebony on the line today. So Ebs, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this chat. Me too. So my name is Ebony. I'm a women's health nutritionist and mindset coach. So I'm based here on the Gold Coast, where I actually work all my clients I see are online and they're Australia, New Zealand, and I've got some overseas clients as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm predominantly helping women with their gut health, period problems, lot of postpartum clients as well I've got a lot of mums in their 30s and 40s who I support and help them with their health after baby and I do work with a lot of clients who are struggling to lose weight and I do find that a lot of those clients are the mums who are struggling with that as well yeah awesome I'm really excited for this because I know we've we've done a lot of personal development work together and we've been on a a whole journey (laughs) like there's a lot and it's been really nice to get to know you through that phase and get to know what you're great at and what you do as well and health like is such an important thing and I think nowadays people are wanting the quick fix I think with marketing and just naturally what humans want is the easy route and there actually isn't like I've been through my own health journey and I've tried the quick fixes and then I actually realized what health was and what it needed Mm. in order to get me thriving. And a lot of that is obviously getting to the root cause. So I know Mm. you've helped many, many like women through, like you said, many things in health ways. And I think being mindset as well and health, like we often forget that our second brain is our gut, right? And Mm. when it comes to mindset, a lot of people, might do the mindset work but actually forget the health aspect so i'd love for you to talk into a little bit about what what helping women looks like but in a way of how they actually come to fruition with it and often i know for myself it was after seeing doctors and not getting anywhere (laughs) yes and i've listened to your story i've heard you chat about your story a few times um and my story is the PCOS story. Mm. So back in my, I'm in my late 30s now, but in my sort of mid-20s, I was seeing a doctor regularly and just going for general checkups. Um, And I was on the pill at the time. And then I started, back then there wasn't, Google wasn't wasn't what it is today. So there wasn't a lot of information around health, but I remember reading up a few stories around the the oral contraceptive pill 
um, and balancing hormones. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe it's time for me, like in the future, you know, I want to look at having babies, but I think it's time for me to perhaps go down a different path and, and really start to look at this. Mm. Um, and I was still, I would say, quite unhealthy <laughs> this time of my life, like very, um, a lot of under eating, like undernourishing. So I had a chat to my doctor at the time, came off the pill. And then a few months after that, I really did a deep dive into fitness and I started like getting, I, I fell in love with it. So I was at the start of my health journey and I started noticing a lot of physical changes mm. and I just started feeling better. But what happened was I actually didn't get my period back. Yeah. So I went to the doctor um, and this was probably within the year of coming mm. off and I was like, I don't know what's going on, like come off the pill. We did some investigations. She did some testing for me and she was quite thorough, which was great. And I know that um, a lot of people struggle, struggle getting those thorough tests done yeah. to find the answers. And I was fortunate that I did work with a, a good GP at the time. Um, however, what came back was we did some testing and found out that I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. So with that, what I was given at the time was a pamphlet <laughs> that looked like it'd been made in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> and I was reading it and I'm thinking, I don't have a hairy chin. I don't have, I'm not overweight, like all yeah. of these things. I don't have severe acne. So it was like tick, tick, tick. There was maybe a couple of things that I could relate to, but a whole list of symptoms. I'm like, I, that's not me. Yeah. So I started doing some more investigations on Google. And then at that time, there was still very limited to what there is today. I know when my clients who come to me with hormone imbalances and they're like, <gasps> this person's saying low fat, this person's saying don't eat carbs, this person's saying all these things. There wasn't that back then. So what that what that led me to think, I was very was like unsure what to do um, and I actually thought if I'm struggling with this and I'm someone who is a little bit health savvy, like I am looking and, and trying to find the answers and I can't find them, Yeah. what about the average person who has no idea yeah where to even begin and perhaps they're also getting this information for the doctors like the doctor couldn't even give me the next step mm. you know so um I thought okay I really want to help myself first and then what led to that helping myself getting my um hormones back into balance and getting myself really healthy it led me to want to help other women as well yeah I love mm. that and it and it's sometimes isn't it our own journeys where we then are led to then leading in that place because of our yeah. own experience. And yes. I had a very similar experience around endo, which was yeah. literally like wanting the answers and no one yeah. could provide them. No yes. one. It was just, mm. you know, here's, have a look, read this, have a look at this, read through this. And I got to the point where I was so disheartened and I'm like, I can't keep having this pain. I've had yeah. the surgery and, or I was recommended the surgery and I'd look for alternatives prior to that, but I, I couldn't get them. So I had the surgery and I remember going in for my follow-up after the surgery and I asked them, okay, so now what? Like, how can I actually focus on my health and get myself to optimal position and condition mm. so that this, like, I'm, I wanna strip back. I wanna get, you know, yeah. to, and she just said, I'm not sure I recommend going on the pill. Yeah. And I was like, 
Wow. Okay. And Mm -hmm. that was my last point of, okay, I'm actually, I need to look elsewhere. Like I'm not, I'm not utilizing the right resources for the answers that I want. And that's where I seek naturopath and nutritionist and went down that holistic route of let's get back to the core. Like let's like with mindset work, obviously the presenting problems, never the problem. So I knew that mapped across to health and I'm like, okay, like if we're looking at the thing itself, then there's, there's deeper layers. And that really took me on my journey of engaging with different types of services and really getting to know the body and the link and everything. And that was where that door opened for me. So I'm so intrigued in the space and I always have been since because it's an awareness piece when you actually, and I feel like once you learn more and more in layers of what health is, your awareness is like, Mm. Oh my God, that makes sense now. Oh, why are we not taught this? So there's just so many parts of that. And when women come to you, I, I know the first thing is they probably want answers. Like yes. they're coming to you for answers 100%. and it normally comes from that dissatisfied space of being supported yeah. in the past. And yeah. with that journey of working with someone, like, do you see that quite quickly in what is happening with them? Yes. What sort of like process do you go through in order to kind of get to that root cause? Yeah. So I'm the first session with any client. So I do do a free introductory call. I have a chat to them about, you know, what's going on for you. Can I help you? Like this is the support I provide. And then that initial consultation, it's around 60 to 90 minutes. Mm. So it's a little bit different in that um, GPs can only give us 15, 20 minutes. I know my GP used to stretch a lot. (laughs) She was very compassionate she was beautiful. But I know that it's getting stricter and stricter with the government and um, and what's happening there. So with holistic-based practitioners, I know that a lot of them do 60 to 90-minute consultations and it's a deep dive yeah. through questions. So I start with things like the basics, like what's your energy like? What's your stools like? What's your sleep like? sex drive all of those things Mm. and then from there I can start to find out what's the deeper questions that I need to ask this person to really identify what potentially you know perhaps they already have been given um PCOS or endo as a diagnosis but it's so individual to what's driving it there's common things that can really drive it but for people it is that that individual finding out okay what what is behind that? And yeah. I know you, you've done that work around mindset and for a lot of people, that's where things can start. So mm. we need to work out as a good practitioner will really keep asking the questions and the questions don't stop after the first consult. So yeah. every consultation is like, okay, what's going on here? What's going on there? So I I know for me that that's what I needed at that time, someone yeah. to just keep asking the questions and when I first started this journey I was really uncomfortable (laughs) answering some of these questions I'm like why are they asking so much about yeah and because I had zero awareness when I was um first taking a deep dive into my journey I went to seek a holistic practitioner as well and I just thought I never really asked myself about my poop (laughs) and I've never really spoken about 
sex or intimacy with mm. anyone other than my partner. Yeah. So these kind of questions, um, it was a bit shocking, but I think the more that I started to talk about and the more I asked myself questions, like what's going on for me? Like, why am I feeling this? Or why do I eat that? And I feel really duck. Yeah. Whereas before it was a bit of a norm, like normal to have shit energy from when you first wake up and through the rest of the day and I know when I'm talking to clients now and I'll ask them questions like how is your energy and they'll go yeah good like normal for me and then I'll ask them deep questions okay tell me about your morning routine like what happens Mm. and uh, I had a client the other day who said she her energy was good then she said in her morning routine um, I want to get up to exercise but I keep hitting the alarm I keep hitting the snooze and I said oh why is that she said, oh, I think I actually am tighter than what I think I am. Yeah. So she hadn't created that awareness around herself. So that's where, as I mentioned before, like a good practitioner will just keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you said, it's around the awareness, right? It's once you start to realize and feel what better health is, you wonder how, like, how you actually stayed at the lower level of health for so long and thought mm. that was okay. And yeah. this was one thing that I remember saying to my partner was like, wow like when you really focus on your health and you realize Mm. what great like a great blueprint of health feels like and what it offers you yeah i just can't believe people never get to experience that yeah yeah just through potentially lack of education or lack of desire or lack of awareness or the fact that their surroundings is similar so it's deemed as normal and yes that was where i i think it opened up like cool we can actually always be one percent better so even yeah. if I feel great now, I know I can yeah. feel better. And yeah. it is just that journey of getting all the questions answered and all the little like details put through because there's always something. And yeah. even recently for me, especially being pregnant, like I've realized what it feels to be tired again and yeah. not in peak <laughs> health. And then, you know, going, okay, cool. Well, I know pregnancy might bring on tiredness, but how can I bring this back up? And that was where mm. it was like, cool, my bloods have actually shown I'm really low on iron, so I'll get an infusion. Well, it's been recommended because I am so low. But if I hadn't have been aware of what peak energy felt like, it would have felt yeah. normal and I would never yeah. have questioned it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also as well, I think a massive thing is the questioning is people don't ask the questions. Yeah. And again, pregnancy has taught me that we we actually sometimes put our hands our health in other people's hands and assume that they know best yeah and that's been a massive thing for me to bring my power back is question everything yes like really question everything because it's so easy to be handed a pamphlet say you need this handed this is what we recommend this is what you need to get and i feel like it's society standard where we just don't question we just trust and right at the start of like because i've done this over the years and questioned a lot of things this was very much right I actually need to question a lot of this which has again opened up my eyes of oh interesting like the research they've actually given me is out of date they you know or they have to recommend this because of it being in the system but even though there is actually updated research so so much but if I hadn't been asking these questions prior and I hadn't experienced good health I would have just deemed it as part of the process yeah yeah and I have clients coming to me and they want me to just give them just tell me what to do like they just want that and I 
totally get that because yeah. I, that was me. Yeah. Just tell me how to get my cycle back. I'll do anything. Yeah. Like just, just tell me step by step. And going to a practitioner, and I think this was one of the best lessons for me is, yes, they did give me some really good guidance and as mm. I do for clients, but what it did was it helped me to tune in. Yeah. Like I actually knew what to do. I actually knew if I just really focused on, okay, what are these symptoms? When am I getting, like, what time of the month am I getting them? And I talked to a lot of clients about their menstrual cycle. You know, yeah. what time of the month are you getting these symptoms? Like, let's tune in with that. What do you need? Because we are just really, um, we're resisting a lot of the symptoms. We're just, like, I know for me, um, growing up, it was a case of just get on with it. Yeah. Okay. It's just like, okay, this is shit, but you've just got to keep pushing through. Get You'll get through it. And yeah. I think what that did for me was really, um, yeah, start to tune out to my body's messages. Yeah, like we all hold an innate wisdom and it's whether we're connected to it or we're not. And again, a lot of it is how we're raised. And yes. me, like for me, part of the cycle, I feel like a lot of women are disconnected with their cycle or hold hate to it mm. because it is a, they see it as an inconvenience. And that was me. Like I, yeah. I was like, oh, this is just so annoying and until I actually appreciated what it did for us and made sense of what each part of the month represented and how it was showing up and how I could you know look at it as okay what is this representing this month and Mm. actually appreciating it rather than resenting it like gave me a whole new connection with my body and a whole new deeper layer of understanding of what it all meant and what it represented as a woman when I um, because it my, my period was kind of stop-start up until I had my little one. Um, so I was seeing practitioners and we'd get it going again, but I was still doing a lot of things that um, I probably didn't share with them about the stress that I was putting on my body with not eating enough, yeah. um, over-exercising, things like that. That was really contributing to a lot of mental, physical stress on my mm. body. And, of course, our menstrual cycle is likely not going to show up or not show up in the way that we want it to and be a really relatively easy cycle. So um, I was having these stop-start cycles and I remember one of my friends saying to me, she's like, oh, God, you're so lucky. Like, I wish I didn't have to get a period. Wow. (laughs) And I was thinking, how funny is, like, the way that we think about, like, it's so interesting how we've been conditioned to really hate our cycle and it's oh such a burden but for me when I first like the first two cycles I got back and I got so I breastfed my son um and I got my period back at the 12 month mark and it's been every single month and I just like the first few times I remember ringing my friends and mum just going like crying and I can't believe I you know finally got my cycle and it was just yeah I do I not that I look forward to it, but it's just like oh, all those years that, you know, I went through the inconsistency with it. Yeah. And now, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful mm. that I was able to. And for me, it's always a sign, okay, what's happening in my body? Like, yeah. have I done too much this month? Like, is my cycle a bit lighter? Or, you know, perhaps I need to eat these kind of foods to really support myself next month. Yeah, 100%. Ooh. And I'm curious, like 
sometimes we miss the basics and this is where a lot of people are looking for this big diagnosis or all the answers but they're actually just missing the basics so for someone that potentially isn't thriving right now or they're noticing Mm. that they're not feeling their best or their symptoms showing up and and i know this is very broad but what would you recommend to someone to focus on like questioning what are the basics right now that they could look at yeah yeah so i when i'm educating clients and this is a big part of the way so I do give clients a plan like a step-by-step process this is what I want you to focus on first and I give them the education around why I want Mm. you to do that because that was always something that I found a little bit lacking from practitioners that I saw I was like okay so need to drink water okay it's kind of a given like we all need but why specifically like I really want to know and I'm I know a lot of people probably doesn't that they don't want all of those finer details but I do love to know why am I putting anything into my body like what's behind that so when I'm working with clients I educate them on these health foundations so we're looking at what's basically what's the minimum we need for survival and to live a relatively healthy happy life Mm. and so I categorize them into nutrition so looking at like macronutrient balanced meals where they're getting the proteins the fats predominantly with each meals and looking at where where am I getting my fiber from and then things like water. So I'm a massive fan of water, like a really good filter system as well. Yeah. And I know for me, that's something I've personally struggled with. <laughs> I grew up in very cold Tasmania where it was too cold. Like you just, we just didn't drink much water. It wasn't something that my parents reminded me yeah. go drink water, which living on the Gold Coast, and I know you're here too. So it's like, oh, I'm always thirsty yeah. because of, of the weather. And whereas I don't think, even though I was a kid running around, I don't remember getting overly thirsty. Um, so those two things are, are really key to begin with. And then I look at things like, okay, what's happening with your sleep? Like yeah. What? How are you prioritising really good sleep? And it's one of the biggest things that my mum might struggle with because they're either in that stage where um, kids are just in that, really up and down routine or early baby weeks and it's it's a challenge and I've even got clients where their kids are growing up and they've still got some challenges so it's like okay maybe we can't support you with consistent sleep all through the night right now but what can we do to really set you up for when you are asleep getting that quality sleep even if it's you know not a good eight hours so those are the key things movement is a big one for me as well um I being an an ex-personal trainer that was how I got into the industry and I really loved like hit training Mm. and all that high intensity it was like I love it and I still I still have a passion for it I just know that for me um and the way that my body feels if I do too much of that type of training, I'm going to feel exhausted and it doesn't set me up for good cycles. So I talked, I educate to clients around things like walking. So back in the day, my twenties, I would have gone, Oh, go for a walk. Are you kidding? But the benefits that you get from, you know, going outside, getting some sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Your mood, you can put on a podcast or listen to a book for that extra motivation. Um, and just if you're doing that, you know, low to moderate pace, it's beautiful for your cortisol levels as well. So as a mum, I'm always recommending to other mums, if you can get the baby in the pram, enjoy 
especially if you live somewhere like we do and mm. enjoy the beautiful surrounds. And if you don't, if you are somewhere like where I grew up in, mm-hmm. in Tassie, you just have to make the most of what what you can do yeah. and not, um, not be too hard on yourself as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And and think that it is, it's just like questioning sometimes just the basics. Like, yeah. have you had enough water today? What is yeah. this like? And that, that was yeah. one thing that I always held myself to was, okay, if if I've gone so deep the other way and wanting like all these deep answers and then mm. when I saw a naturopath and she asked the basics I was like huh, that's so interesting I've actually missed yeah, all I've of this skipped. I've skipped all of this thinking that something's really bad yeah. when actually I'm barely touching what I need in terms of water intake yeah, yeah. and I think for, for me too it was tell me what the magic is yeah like I know all that stuff like I know I have to eat fruit and veg <laughs> yeah like, just tell me what well, is there a pill I can take like what is it because we're so conditioned to but you know in in that I know that growing up for me it was like reading magazines like all about the diets and what the celebs were doing and yeah oh, okay so that's how they get so tiny yeah it's like oh if they look like that then I need to eat that too and this mm. is something that I really have learn and so grateful that I did was listening to my body and similar to you love hit training yeah. and yeah. I did it solidly six days a week for like a year and a half and I yeah. thrived like it was yeah. what I got out of bed for in the morning like my body thrived in it and I then got to a point where my body didn't thrive in it yeah. and that was where I, I was like okay what is my body telling me right now and yeah. when I asked myself that, it was actually completely the opposite. It was like Pilates and spin. Yeah. So I canceled my subscription and I went to somewhere else that offered that. And I thrived in that space for a while. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, my body doesn't need this again. And that was where I, I actually canceled all my memberships. And yeah. this is where I thrived with just running outdoors or walk yeah. long, long walks. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what my body needed. And yeah. however, expectational wise at the start I'm like but I should be going to the gym seven days a week it's like so we often have expectations based on what society has created Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody and this is where it's like not one size will fit all and I've had many conversations with clients as well where they're like but we should but I should do this and it's like well should you like actually should you is that right for you or is that right for Mm. them and yes. the same with eating. Like, yeah. I used to think, oh, I need to eat this, this, and this to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But then actually, yeah. when I ate intuitively, my body yeah. responded so much better than yeah. trying to stick to something that my body wasn't thriving on. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a big thing with my plans with clients. It's like, okay, so I know from a nutritional perspective and I'm looking at your blood work and I'm seeing you've got maybe it's deficiency in iron and seeing that so I'm going to give you some guidance on how I would go about eating in a way that Mm. supports you to increase those levels but also I want you tuning in like how does that meal feel for you when you eat a meal that's got protein portion fat portion and some fiber whether it's coming from so some of my clients um, you know, they're getting starchy carbs, potato, rice, for example, in, in some of their meals. But some of those starchy carbs, they don't feel great for them. Or they might start the day with some bread and they're like, oh, actually, I feel better when I have this. And I've got some clients who have for years and years, they've always had oats. Mm. And then they then they change that and they're like, oh, 
wow, I was always feeling so tired after I had that in the morning. Like it doesn't, it satisfies me, but I actually notice a big energy, mm. energy dip. And so it's highly individual. Yeah. That's why working with, um, you know, myself or another practitioner that can actually help you and guide you. But so like what you said, be really intuitive yeah. with, um, with how you're feeling. And it's, it is, it's, thinking of like mindset and health wise, it's getting in tune with your body. It's getting in tune mm-hmm. with your emotions and what you're feeling and yeah. recognizing that because so often we look at our external environment and we actually miss going inwards. And this is yeah. where, whether it's like you're trying to seek a certain feeling, people then go to social media, drugs, yes. alcohol, spending money. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. they go to that thing thinking it's their environment and they just yeah. forget that they hold so much within them that yeah. often the answers lie there, but they haven't focused there first. Yeah. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's just, I'm so grateful that I've fallen into this whole space because there is so much I've learned about myself and I look at my journey and I see the different phases I've been on of like really strict diets, hating yeah. my body and my period, and then going the complete yeah. opposite and being so fascinated to then yeah. gaining weight because I've tried a different diet that doesn't work to then mm-hmm. go in intuitive and looking yep. and feeling the best I've ever felt. Yep. But six years ago, I would never have known what the word intuitive meant. <laughs> so yes. yeah. like, and yeah. I think this is where, wherever you're at on your journey, like it's perfect for you right now. Mm-hmm. But if you want more, like there is always that 1% more, whether it's a feeling or a thought yeah. or yeah. like an energy, like it's there, you just have to like create that awareness to yes. persist yeah. in that what, place. What? what's not working for me. So this that's something that I chat to a lot of my overeating clients. So it's a big part of how I help women um, with like, and I had a client the other day who said, oh, you know, we're talking about how much do you eat in a day? You know, give me a bit of a breakdown of what happens. And, and she said, oh, after that conversation I had with you, I realized, you know, we're talking about overeating. And she said, I didn't think that I actually had an overeating issue. She said, and then I went to work and I realized like every time I go into the lunchroom and I make a green tea and I grab a handful of nuts and she's like, I was doing that like, it was like a just immediate, yeah. I walk into this room, I grab that without even thinking about it. And she said, I actually do, I over snack. I'm just constantly snacking. So we can look at things like, okay, how, how are we setting up your meals each day? Like, mm. do you need the snack? And the other part of that with the mindset piece, which I really love, and this is a big reason why I wanted to go down that NLP path and and really learn about the mind is to get people really in tune with, is this coming from a place like my body needs this from a nutritional place or is it for an emotional reason? Like why am I grabbing the nuts? Even though nuts, they're still healthy food, like nourishing, right? Like there's... Mm. No food's good. I don't I don't ever educate clients on that food's bad, like that food's good, like we've had um, pizza together. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's no good or bad foods for me. It's more about, okay, do I want this because I absolutely desire it and I'm feeling something mm. I don't want to feel or is it coming from a place of like when we went out to lunch that day and I'm like, I'm ordering the pizza because I can choose this and I yeah. feel really good about it about making that choice yeah so I think it's yeah it's really and I get help clients really tune in with those impulses in that moment okay so you've got this as the guide what you're going to eat today like you've made a bit of a planned brekkie lunch dinner then you decide in that moment you want to grab some chocolate 
or you want to grab the nuts why what's what's going yeah. on with you yeah yeah and and I'm sure a lot of people are so surprised when they actually focus on that like you said it's that for that lady it was unconscious at the start but then when it was questioned she was like oh okay and it is it's just it is the awareness increase and I think this is in anything like I think the biggest thing is if you can ask yourself more questions all the time you're gonna get more answers and more perception and awareness around something and but if you're gonna just continue to move unconsciously you're just gonna accept how it is Yes. Um, yeah. And that's mind yeah. and health. And yeah. yeah, so I think an awareness piece is huge. And the yeah. thing that I, I love about the industry that you're in is is honestly the depth that it actually gives people and yeah. the, not the quick fix. Like I know, mm. I know I'm impatient, 100%, but I know there's no quick fix and I know nothing. Yeah. Like if something is worth getting, then it's gonna, it's gonna require working for. And my health journey was a massive patience tester. (laughs) Like cycles don't just click into place the next day. Like you get them for me, it was, you know, five days a month, every month. So I knew I wasn't going to have any results reflected for another month. And that was like, Oh, okay. So it was trusting the journey and knowing that doing one thing once wasn't going to give me the answer or the change. Yeah. It was the yeah. ongoing like in implementation that I actually needed. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I have been there where I've done the quick fixes. And if you look at my history, um, like when I was in the PT world, I was doing fitness competitions yeah. and I got super, super lean and I knew how to follow a plan like okay I've got this I've got 12 weeks to get lose this much body fat and get to there and I was really good at that what I wasn't good at was finishing that plan and then tuning into what my body needed Mm. and that's why I stayed I had hormone issues sleep issues energy issues like just so so much disconnect from my body because I just wanted someone to give me the answers and tell me what to do. And that's where a lot of clients who, particularly my weight loss clients, they come to me like, right, I've got a wedding. (laughs) Or I had a client the other day, she's like, got a wedding and I need to lose five kilos by this date. And at the time she was already, like we'd already got her losing weight to that point, but it wasn't at the speed that she was wanting. And I said, look, and she actually said in her message to me, um, I know you're not a miracle worker and I'm only doing this plan 80%. And I know I can, you know, I know I'm not doing it 100%. And I said, that's the answer right there. Like if you can do this 100%, the results will come as long as you are consistent and yeah. it's not on and off and on and off. And that's where we need to tune in. This is the power of the mind. What's those thoughts in that moment? why we're not dipping in 100% to things because we want the magic fix or, you know, we're not, we're not, things aren't going our way. You know, we've got challenges. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you becoming a mum, this is part of the journey, right? It's like, I know I'm going to have these challenges, but how can I still manage my health and feel really reasonably good? Yeah. And you'll have stages where you feel great and good how can I still maintain that while I've got these challenges over here as well? Yeah, a hundred percent. And, and I think there's a massive culture thing around the dieting. And also one thing I notice is it's all in all out type of mindset. 
you're all in on a diet and then you finish and then it's like the complete opposite extreme and it's yeah. i think i'm curious for your insight on that because for me it's like yeah. well they've clearly labeled food good and bad because yeah. when they come out often they go to the bad and that's when then again you loop back around and you're back on the diet again and also then the culture around like marketing for like you know lose weight shakes and i know yes. many many people that have like again oh we're going on holiday so i'm going to do a, a seven day shake fast mm-hmm. and it's like what if you could have the yeah. lifestyle where you didn't have to do that because you're going to feel great but the minute you're going to go on holiday and indulge and come back worse than you left off and then you're going to yeah. do that again so yeah. with yeah. the all in all out type of mindset i'm curious yeah what's your insight yeah. around that yeah so i've got a lot a lot i can say <laughs> i actually i went to bali um when was it about earlier this year mm. and i thought i'm just i might do a little test on myself and see because i know we're going to places we've got we're everywhere we stayed that had buffet yeah bar one and i know i'm like okay i'm gonna enjoy the, what i've got here i thought i'll weigh myself just to see what happens so I weighed myself before I went and then when I came back weighed myself and I'd actually lost weight and I was like eating and eating <laughs> I was eating so much I was doing a lot of walking but I do a lot of walking now as yeah. well um but interesting how yeah what you're saying you know people go into it like I have to lose weight and then when I come back when I have to lose the weight again so it's yeah it's that that total imbalance but what I do see in the industry and this is this is what I'm super passionate about is every, anyone can help you lose weight. Mm. What is missing from every, just about probably 90% of the ones that I see is the emotional feelings component. People can teach, like I have clients come to me and they say, just give me how many calories to eat in a day. I can put it into an app. That's not going to teach you about your feelings because anyone can do that mm. and get results. Anyone can do that for 12 weeks, just like I did with, and I got I got great results. Like I, was, I could follow a plan. When I got to the end of it though, particularly when I, I noticed, so I wasn't a mum then, when I finished competing and finished that, that super intense fitness lifestyle, but what I noticed when I became a mum, I couldn't escape to the gym anymore. So the gym was my release from stress, life, build up of things. I was at home with a baby and sometimes he didn't want to jump in the pram and go for a walk either, which was my other way to like, so then I was stuck in trying to resist all these emotions and these feelings coming up. So a lot of my clients, they're either in that where I was, where push, we'll just push down, push down, push down until where like I was totally tuned out. Mm. so hardly present always in my phone always trying to work or distract myself and then on the other side of that I have clients who every time they feel something and they can't they feel like they it's totally out of their control they're eating or they're drinking so this is where I notice with clients who wanted to follow the calorie counting thing I'm like okay well let's I'll trial it with you I'll give it a go and then they come back two weeks later and they're like I haven't lost anything Mm. it's not working I'm like okay why is that then when they did it the way that I teach my overeating self-sabotage clients which is allowing impulses so I 
coach them around their thoughts that they're thinking in that moment. We reframe those thoughts and get them thinking in a way that supports them to continue on with doing what they um, what they plan to do and what they what their goals are. Um, when they do that, the weight mm. comes off. And at the end of sometimes I've worked with clients for 12 weeks, six months, 12 months, the end of that time, they've got these amazing tools that actually ripple out into all every part of their life, mm. their relationships, businesses, everything. So it's um, when you can tune into that and not a lot of people want to do this work at first yeah. because it is really challenging, but when you do this work, it does get easier mm. to, to a degree and you know now like you're not afraid to feel, like you're not afraid to feel angry or sad yeah. or grieve um, because you know how to manage it. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and as well, it's like a normalising the spectrum of emotions. And if people can access that and realise it's normal, it's going to save them a lot of the backlash of how else they're trying to deal with it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I think that's, yeah, I definitely yeah. used to emotionally eat 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I also had certain feelings and emotions anchored to eating. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. And there's a whole And we we've grown up like a culturally if we think about it, like everything is about food. Mm. You know, I got into nutrition because I, I love food. Yeah. And now looking at it from a mindset perspective, I haven't changed my views on food. I still love it. Yeah. But I realize that for a lot of us we put so much energy around food. Mm. Where are we gonna eat? What are we gonna have for dinner tonight? Um, what are we going to make for Christmas? What are we? <laughs> and it's what I realized for me personally is all of those big occasions where we celebrate the birthdays, the Christmases, the celebrate a, a win at work or whatever, babies, baby showers and things. I could take the food away. And as long as I have those people there, the connections and I that's what I cherish. Yeah. The food adds to that for sure. It yeah. gives it, you know, there's something else there, but it's not the central focus. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people these days and who I'm, a lot of clients I'm talking to, it, they're so caught up in what am I going to eat, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, I go to, I kind of go to these functions and I tune out into my food. Um, so it's really, yeah, understanding what what food is to you and how culturally we're brought up to believe that food is everything. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I love... need it to celebrate. Yeah, 100%. And I love my food as well. And I'm very yeah. grateful of like the relationship I have with it now compared to how I used to have it. Um, mm. And yeah, anyone on that journey of bettering their health or wanting yeah. to learn more, like it's it's a journey. Like it's yeah. not... You can't just read one book and apply it because it might not be... a appliable yeah. to you and where you're yeah. at so yeah it's the same with the same with alcohol too mm. like I had to I went through that um I was a big drinker in my 20s like loved going out partying like it was you know a thing and then in the late 20s when I was working on my health a lot more and I started going to events and I wasn't drinking and at the time people were like oh, but you always drink you're always you always got a drink in your hand I'm like I'm going down a different pathway. And I find that that is the biggest struggle for clients 
is when I'm coaching them around their mindset and what comes up for them is around, you know, what will people think of me? Massively. If I don't drink or I go out and, you know, I, I decide that I'm not having lunch for whatever reason because I'm full from breakfast, but they would rather not go if someone else is eating than be there and just enjoy the conversation with that yeah. person literally and and it is it's this fear of judgment it's the yeah. um i talk to a lot of my clients as well around alcohol um and more when it just comes up like it it just sometimes comes up in conversation and a lot of it is to do with environment like it is well i don't know because i'm you know i normally do this then it's like well and a lot of people don't like the change right it's yeah. especially if you're in a close community where you're all similar. If one changes, yeah. people are going to want to hold you back because they're scared of losing yeah. you, right? And yeah. I was the same. I drank a lot when I was younger. I definitely enjoyed my years doing that. And then yeah. when I moved to Australia, it just didn't it didn't resonate with me anymore. Like it just, yeah. I felt so different with it. And I also realized the relationship I had with alcohol wasn't a positive one. It was yeah. to give me confidence and a social yeah. expectation and things like that. And a, there was a lot of work behind it, but I was like, actually, I am... I'm a I'm a better person without alcohol. I pref, I prefer not drinking. And don't get me wrong, I'll have a drink now and again, but I do not get to the level that I used to because I have a a different relationship. I don't rely on it. I don't need it for confidence. I don't need it for socializing. I don't feel pressured. But I remember yeah. when I was making that switch, the first thing was the pressure. Like mm. the pressure from friends of like just have like come on, and drink, have a good night out and I'm like I can have a good night out without drinking. And it was a couple of times that it had to happen for them to realize that I was serious. Mm. But if I'd have caved each time, then they knew they could have swayed me. And I think it is, it's just the, and it's also the link and the connotation you have to that friendship group. Like if you always see a certain group of friends and have a beer with them every time, but you don't do anything else, then they fear losing that friendship because if they turn up and have a water or something. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there is a lot of emotional and fear of judgment and pressure behind it as well. Yeah. But I think it's just working out what's best for you. And again, yeah. relationship with food, what's your relationship with alcohol? Like there's yeah. relationships bond everything. So yeah. 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 Yeah, we're both, we've been on that journey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Come out the other side. Back. Yeah, And, literally. you know, still, yeah, that's what I bring it back to. I'm like, the people who really love you for who you are. Yes. They're not going to care. No. They're not going to care if you've chosen to, say, you do choose to go down a path where you're maybe doing something specific with your eating to, as a, you know, some of my clients have got, hormone imbalances and I'm saying mm. like this is um, this is what you can eat out but if you want to make everything yourself this is what you do yeah. and that empowers them as well but the thing is if you do decide to go and have lunch with a friend and you're just there for the conversation they're still gonna love you yeah and maybe yes there might be a, li- a little bit of judgment that comes up from them but it's okay it's just mm. them getting used to a difference in you and a change yeah. in you that it's unexpected yeah so 100%. yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, my lovely, I think we'll wrap up. Um, is there anything else that you want to say, or is like? Oh, I could talk. I mean, there's so much <laughs> we could talk about. We might need Literally. to do another, another one. <laughs> um, so I think for yeah, I think we covered everything with like mm. the foundations and just 
yeah, as we said before, like do the investigations as yeah. much as you can if you're unsure about, you know, blood testing and, um, you know, even what you're eating, like yeah. just to have someone go over it and just check it out for you because that yeah. could be really beneficial just to give you some tips and ideas around how to create the health yeah. that you want long-term. So I think just um, tune in, tune mm. in with how you're feeling and how you're doing life and if it's working for you. Yeah, I love that. And if people want to connect with you, where are they going to find you, my love? So I've got a website, ebonyjhealth.com, and within there you'll find the free introductory call link if you would like to some support with your health. Um, I'm also pretty active most of the time, if depending on how many clients I'm seeing that week. <laughs> I'm active on social media, mainly on Instagram, ebonyjhealth so you can drop in there and I share lots of tips and ideas around women's health and a lot of info for mums too yeah amazing thank you so much and thank you for jumping on I've loved the conversation so I loved it too yeah and I'm so excited for you not not much longer I know nearly there now so awesome lovely thank you recording stopped